You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and before we get started with today's episode, I want to make sure that you know that I'll be teaching a free masterclass the first week of April all about how to overcome overwhelm. If you ever feel like the weight of your family is on you, on your shoulders, and you are about to collapse underneath the load of it all, this class is for you. I will teach you three actionable steps you can take to start reprioritizing your responsibilities and shifting your perspectives so family life feels more manageable and less overwhelming. Sound too good to be true? Well, the class is free, so you have nothing to lose by signing up and coming to see if I can help you. The Overcoming Overwhelm Masterclass will be offered twice during the first week of April, so you can choose the time that is best for you, and there will also be a replay. Just go to 3in30podcast.com slash masterclass to reserve your seat. That's 3in30podcast.com slash masterclass. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this episode is sponsored by Songfinch. Mother's Day and Father's Day are just around the corner, and I have an idea for a special gift you could give your mom or dad or your in-laws for these special occasions. But before I say anything more about it, I have to tell my mother-in-law to turn off this podcast right now if she is listening so it doesn't spoil her Mother's Day gift, because this is actually what we're going to give her. So Sally, if you're listening... Turn it off now or fast forward three minutes, okay? Phew, now that she's gone, I can tell the rest of you about this. This year, as a gift for my wonderful mother-in-law, I teamed up with Songfinch to create a custom song for her, full of memories and details of what her grandkids love about her. With Songfinch, you collaborate with a professional musician to turn your story into a -a one-of-a-kind custom song. You simply share a few key details about your relationship or favorite memories with the special person that you're creating the song for, and then you choose the genre of music you want and select the specific artist who you want to create the song. If you're not sure, Songfinch has an artist recommendation engine, which will match you with one of over 2,000 professional musicians on their roster. You receive your finished song within four to seven days. Do you want to hear a quick sample of the song we created for my mother-in-law? This is top secret, and I know she's going to love it. Here's an excerpt from the second verse, and I love this part because it mentions her 16 grandkids and counting. She's a shirt off her back and proud of the fact that she's got 16 grandkids and counting. And Ella supplies stories at night, goodnight kisses. So homemade rolls, homemade pies, that leaves us one or more all the time. She's a God-fearing lady. Others to love each other deeply When we think of her We think of the whole wide world She's a prayer every night for God to hold tight The reason for our smile She's our lifeline She's our bloodline So sweet and fun, right? My sister-in-law is going to create a little slideshow of photos to go along with it, and I can't wait to see my mother-in-law's reaction. Songfinch has given us an exclusive discount of $20 off your custom song with the code 3in30. Hurry, because you have to use that before May 14th, which is Mother's Day. Go to songfinch.com to get started. That's S-O-N-G-F-I-N-C-H dot com, and use code 3in30 at checkout for $20 off a custom song. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, 
and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. On Labor Day weekend in 2018, one of my favorite friends, Candy Kid, flew to my home and helped me completely transform it. For three days, we spent 12 hours per day, no joke, going through every drawer, shelf, and closet, getting rid of the junk, and creating systems to help my family stay organized. I can't think of a better bonding experience for two friends or of an event that has impacted me quite like that one. In fact, this experience impacted me so much that I actually created an entire workshop about it called Declutter Your Motherhood, which I taught live for several years pre-pandemic, and I'm so excited to tell you that I'm releasing this as a revamped audio course just in time for Mother's Day in a few weeks. To get us excited and ready for that course to launch, today I'm re-airing an episode that originally aired over a year ago, where I interviewed the friend who helped me do that deep declutter of my entire home. Candy Kid is a mom of four and a professional organizer in the Boston, Massachusetts area. In this episode, she and I are breaking from the typical 3 and 30 format because we're actually sharing five takeaways that go along with a five-part formula originally taught by author Julie Morgenstern about how to organize any space. If, as you listen today, you're intrigued by this process that Candy and I describe of decluttering not just your physical items, but also a lot of your internal clutter and your expectations for yourself, I invite you to join the waitlist for my new course. As I mentioned, this will be an audio course you can listen to on the go via a private podcast feed. And if you're on the waitlist, you'll be the first to know when the course goes live, and you'll also receive an exclusive discount code that won't be shared anywhere else. All you need to do is text the word WAITLIST to 33777 right now. Seriously, pause the episode and text WAITLIST, W-A-I-T-L-I-S-T, to 33777. I can't wait for you to declutter your motherhood by going through this course. So with no further ado, here's my conversation with my dear friend, Candy Kid. Candy, we are so excited to have you back on 3 and 30 to teach us about organization. I'm excited to be back. I'm your biggest fan. Oh, well, likewise. <laughs> and as I mentioned in that introduction, Candy helped me organize and purge and declutter my entire house. And I don't think it's exaggerating to say that that weekend changed my life because it gave me so many epiphanies, not just about my physical space, but also about the clutter that I was holding inside and the shoulds and the mom guilt that I was carrying around. And I then turned that experience into my Declutter Your Motherhood workshop, which Candy came out and supported me on her 30th birthday and saw me teach my first Declutter Your Motherhood workshop. So I'm just so excited that you are here today, Candy, and you're going to teach all the listeners, the same process that you taught me that weekend. It's like been four years now, which is crazy when you came. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and your expertise. Rachel, there was something that happened that weekend that I think about every time I need to like laugh, like I pull up a memory. And it was, we were going through your bathroom and there was all these like little tiny lotions tons of them. And I said, Rachel, like, why do you have so many lotions? And you said, I guess I always wanted to be one of those women that has lotion in their purse and takes it out and puts it on. <laughs> and I was like, but, but I said, but are you? And you're like, no. And so we got rid of them. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like the fancy oh. lady who takes care of herself and like has good smelling lotions. And... Oh, I totally, I, I feel like that's <laughs> the hard part with organization. It's like, we have to organize for your real life, not your aspirational life. Yes. Because I always wanted to be like one of those ladies that always had like an umbrella on her. And then finally <laughs> I put one in my car and my kids were stabbing each other with it. And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to be that mom. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. It's like letting go of the physical items that carry the shoulds that are right. attached to them or yes. who you thought you would be and letting those go. And that's become the whole basis of my workshop. So I'm not teaching any of those right now, but I hope to again, possibly sometime this year. So people can stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, Candy's going to teach us how to organize a physical space in our home. And I allowed her, since she's a longtime guest, she's going to do five takeaways. She's breaking the rules instead of just three because she has this five-part formula for how to organize a physical space. So why don't we jump right in? So first I want to say that home organization is not just to have like a Pinterest type home. The reason it matters is because it supports us in living a more fulfilling life. It just mm. supports our bigger goals. But a lot of times it gets really overwhelming for people. And I think it's because they just don't have the skill. And it's like a formula that most every professional organizer uses, whether they use this exact formula or not, they're doing the basic same five things. Mm, yeah. And I always do really appreciate that you emphasize it matters that it's functional for your family, that it supports your family. That's what matters more than, you know, that it looks perfectly Pinterest worthy or someone said that I should organize this way or that way. You always ask, well, what will work best for your family? So it's more really realistic organization for moms that can support your life instead of making it feel more stifled somehow. Right. Like we want to add more freedom and not make you feel like another should. But there is a skill. What I do every single time I organize a space. And so what I want to do is take your community through organizing their pantry. Like if I were there with them. Mm. And hopefully if they learn the skill, they can apply it to any area that they want to organize. Because it's basically the same formula. And the formula is the space method. So S stands for sort. P for purge. A for assign a home. C for containerize. And E for equalize. So if you look at your pantry, the first thing that you would do is take everything out and sort it to like things. So Mm -hmm. the peanut butters would be by each other. The canned goods would be by each other. The baking stuff would be by each other. And you're taking it all out. Mm -hmm. A lot of times (laughs) what people, the mistakes they make at this first part is they start to like try to purge right away. And this is like a non-emotional stage, whether you're doing your pantry, your closet or anything that you are just sorting. So sometimes I'll even say out loud, I'll single task out loud and say, canned goods, canned goods, canned goods. So I don't get distracted. And I just Mm. keep putting them in pile after pile after pile until it is just sorted. And Mm. then that is when your kitchen looks like a wreck and you are in the messy middle and you're questioning yourself and you want to quit that's the right spot you need to be because that's when you start purging. And the purge is often a little bit emotional because like we talked about earlier, it's where (laughs) your reality and your expectations are often misaligned. And so for the pantry example, 
if you want to be this fancy cook, but you hate cooking and you have spices that you bought five years ago that you never use, like now is the time to throw them out Mm. without any guilt. Yeah. But you have to come to terms with, I really thought that I would be this kind of mom, or I thought that I wanted that. And I'm not that person, at least not right now. I could be that person someday, but maybe in this season of life, it's not happening. So instead of just letting these spices sit here as almost a constant reminder to me of the ways that I feel like I'm falling short every time I see those spices and I think, oh, I really should make that recipe I've had in my binder for three years. Just let it go. Let the physical thing go and let go of the expectation that you have of yourself. And that's what was so liberating to me about working with you that weekend. I remember holding like some books that I had purchased to teach. It was like a hundred days to teach your child how to read and thinking, I really thought that I would do this with my kids. I thought that I would like to teach them how to read, but I tried it a couple of times and we both hated it. And do I release this expectation of myself that this is something a good mom does is teach their kids how to read and give this book away so that I'm basically saying, I'm not going to teach my kids how to read. Their teacher can do that. I'm just going to read to my kids because that's what I like to do. And ultimately, that's what I decided to do. And there was this real emotional unburdening of getting rid of these physical objects that reminded me of the ways that I felt like I was falling short. It's true. And the thing is, when you bought that book, it served its purpose because it brought you this giddiness that Sunday will be able to do this. And it served its purpose, let it go. It wasn't serving Mm. you anymore once Mm. you had different realizations of what you wanted your motherhood to look like. Yeah. What advice would you give to somebody who has a tendency to hang on to things because they feel like, well, maybe I will need that someday, or maybe I will be that person someday. So I'm just going to hang on to this so that I don't have to buy it again later. So I love what my friend Corinne from Grid and Glam said once, and she says, you want enough stuff to make you feel grounded, but not enough to make you feel weighed down. And so if it makes you feel like prepared to have something, you know, in your food storage room and it makes you feel grounded, then keep it. But you have to really look in and see if it's making you feel weighed down. Mm. And so it's, it's not as black and white as people say, because there's some people on the, like, just get rid of everything and others, you know, that doesn't work for a family. Or a personality. Yeah. Like a certain personality might feel really panicky letting it all go. So looking into themselves and saying that, yeah, the difference between feeling grounded and prepared versus weighed down by all of the things that you think you should be doing. Right. I think that's really smart. And I think people need to give themselves more credit because I've worked hundreds of hours organizing and people do a pretty good job. They know themselves. Mm, That's interesting to hear. Yeah. And I also think something that really helps me when I'm in that place where I'm deciding if it's okay to let something go, what if I need it again? Or what if in the future I am the lady that puts lotion on my hands and I've given away all my lotion is to think about our mutual friend and mentor, April Perry once told me that life is more like the conveyor belts at the airport than the conveyor belts at the grocery store. And like, we think that if we let something go, it'll drop off the end and it'll never come back. And she says, it's more like things go around and they come back around if they're meant to be in your life, if opportunities or things are meant to be in your life. And I think that that could also be true of physical items where 
if you let it go now, you kind of have an abundance mindset that when the time is right for me to take up that hobby or whatever, it'll come back around where someone will be getting rid of their baking stuff and they'll ask me if I want it or an opportunity will arise where I'll have what I need when I need it is a much more grounding way of thinking than this panicky, like, what if I need it and I don't have it feeling. I love that. I love that. I love that. Something else, and this doesn't have to do with pantries, but it's something that comes up for people when they're purging is that someone gave them the item. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it can be pantries because I've seen some like, you know, an old crock pot, that Mm. kind of stuff. And something to remember is that people typically give you stuff to bless your life and they would not want you to keep something that wasn't blessing your life. Mm, Yeah. And that's not people's intentions to give you stuff. So if it's not blessing your life, it's not like a contractual agreement. Like I give this to you, you have to keep it forever. You own it. It's here to bless your life. If it doesn't serve you, then you let it go. Mm, Yeah, definitely. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Thrive Market, an online membership market that helps you save up to 30% on high-quality products. I live in a small town in Idaho, about 90 minutes away from the nearest Walmart, Target, or Costco. With the limited shopping options in my town, most food and products come at a premium price. That's why I'm so excited about Thrive Market. It's just $5 a month, and that membership gives you access to thousands of organic and sustainable products curated for members at a great price. I'm so excited that they have a huge variety of Kevin's meals, way more varieties than I've seen in my grocery store. I just got a shipment from Thrive of Kevin's heat and serve pastas, including chicken pasta primavera and beef stroganoff, and I'm really excited to give those a try. I was able to save almost $50 due to their great prices. Go to thrivemarket.com slash 30 for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash 3in30. Thrivemarket.com slash 3in30. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. As you've heard in this episode, I'm getting ready to launch an online version of my Declutter Your Motherhood workshop, which is all about examining your expectations of yourself as a mother. I sometimes call these the shoulds. So you can spend your time mothering in a way that aligns with your unique values. Therapy has been the most helpful tool I've used over the past decade to examine my shoulds in many areas of my life, from how my body should look, to how I should feel about motherhood, to how I should give of my time to others, and more. It can be a painful process to look deeply at yourself, but I can honestly say that my therapists over the years have helped me to show up as my best self and make room for more joy in my life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule done entirely online. Fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 3in30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3in30. And then what's the next step after you sort and you purge? What do you do now? So then you assign a home to your stuff. And so what you want to do when you're assigning a home, like if we're talking about pantries, is you think in zones. So this is my baking zone. This is my lunch zone. This is my breakfast zone and so forth. And so when I'm doing a pantry, you kind of just loosely set it in the area that you think it'll go. So it's not perfect. It's rough. Mm. (laughs) And you are putting things in 
the zones that you think that it will go for your family. Something to remember is we're influenced by our environment more than we want to be. If you want your family to have more nutrient-dense foods, then you put it in an area that they see more often. And statistically, they will eat the more nutrient-dense foods if they're easier to get to. Mm -hmm. And so just being intentional, like how do I want to set up my pantry so that it supports my family and, you know, whatever your goals are. Yeah. And also thinking about like, if I want my kids to be more independent, to be able to get down their own breakfast cereal and pour their own bowl or thinking about your goals for your family in the way that you set up your physical space, or maybe the opposite. I don't want my kids to always be getting into this or that. And so I'm going to put it up high so that they can't being very mindful of that and assigning stuff a place to return to, right? That's the home. Right. So you know where it goes. It's easy to clean up because everything has a place and even your kids know where it goes and it just makes everything more simple in the home. And I think it's something that I often see is that items will be everywhere. They'll be in the kitchen, the pantry. And when we gather them, then we see what we have. And so we know if we're running out and it just makes a lot more sense and it actually has a home versus everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I think your next takeaway goes right along with the sign a home. It's the next step. And what is that? Containerize. And so the mistake that most people buy is they have like this urge, like I am going to organize my pantry. And so they go out and they spend like hundreds of dollars on containers. The thing Mm -hmm. is, until you assign a home, you don't know which containers you need. Mm-hmm. And so once you assign a home, then that is where you measure and grab the containers for that zone. And so always buy containers after you've assigned a home. That's interesting because I don't think I've done that. And maybe that's because I live two hours away from the closest target or anything. So I often have to get things while I'm there and then return them later. But that's a lot of time if you're constantly like, I'll just buy it all right now and then I'll figure it out and return it. And then sometimes you miss the return window and everything else. So I like this idea of figuring out what you need first and then going to get the containers for the space. Yeah. And when you're buying containers, there's a couple things that is helpful to remember. Our brains love consistency. So even if you're getting dollar store containers, getting the same color, like our brains love balance and it loves consistency. The other thing is when you're buying a container, make sure it fills the space. So if you have really tall shelves, you don't want to buy a teeny container because you want it to fill the space completely. Mm. not like overhanging off the shelf, but filling it up. Yeah. And you've taught me to decant things in my containers. Well, and also to label them. If you're going to assign a home, then it needs to be clear to everyone in the house what the home is with the labels that people can throw it back in there. And what does decant mean if people aren't aware? Decant is when you take something and you pour it into a different container. So for instance, if you have noodles, then you might put it into a different container. And the rule for decanting is if it's a one-time item, like a box of brownies, you don't decant it. If it's something you're getting into multiple times, like cereal or powdered sugar, then you decant it. Mm-hmm. And what is the benefit to decanting beyond just that it looks really pretty, which it does when you have all of these, you know, I have some really nice acrylic bins that you recommended to me from Rubbermaid. And when everything's decanted, it looks beautiful, but there's a functional reason to do it beyond that. Tell us a little bit about that. So one of the functional reasons is it saves a lot of space without all the boxes and packaging. There's so much packaging. 
The other is because food stays fresher when it's in a a airtight container. And then also you can kind of see what you have and what you're running low Mm -hmm. very, very quickly because there's nothing worse than thinking you have a baking item and pulling out the box and it's empty. Yeah. Or it's almost empty. Yeah. I feel like that's been the biggest blessing for me is it's a very easy way to quickly inventory what you have when it's in these see-through bins and you know it's all together. It's not like you have one box of noodles somewhere stuck over there in some corner and then you have another over here. It's like all my noodles are right here in the noodle home, in the noodle container, and I'm running low, so I got to get some more at the store next time I'm there. Right. And as you decant things out of the boxes, what do you do if you're worried about expiration dates or directions, things like that? So sometimes I will have people just cut the directions out, like with a pair of scissors and tape them to the back. Uh Or oftentimes, like if you use a wet erase marker, you can just put the expiration date and then you don't get it off later. Yeah. Okay. So the last part is equalize, which means maintain. And the best way to do it, like we kind of talked a little bit earlier, is to have labels. And with the labels, you want them to be specific for things that are not going to change. For instance, Mm -hmm. sugar, powdered sugar, or salt. Things that are going to change, you don't want to go too specific. So you would put snacks and not the specific snack, knowing that your bin of snacks might change out. Mm. Another thing with Equalize is maintaining is If something is hard to keep clean, it's not you, it's your system. Mm -hmm. And so if I organize something and I notice that it's hard to keep clean, it's getting a little bit messy, I will go back to the drawing board, talk to my mom, my sister, what do you think I need to do different? And kind of take this detective mindset and implement a different system. Because I think a lot of times we immediately just start blaming ourselves, like I'm disorganizing this, but really it's always a system breakdown. Yeah, I think that's so true. And this equalized step is really important. Anything in life, you're going to have to maintain and keep up. And, you know, you came and helped me do a deep organize of my whole house. But that doesn't mean I've never had to go back to those spaces again and say, okay, what's working? What's not? You know, we've sort of let some things slide in here that we want to clean up and get back into the system. And do you have regular times when you equalize like every month or every week, or do you just do it as you notice it needs it? So in my mudroom, I have a bin that says donations and errands. And regularly we're filling that donation bin when we notice, oh, this doesn't fit anymore. Or, you know, we get something that we don't need anymore. And so that's just a regular thing to do. But also I kind of have a weekly reset. That I know that once a week, we're going to get everything back to baseline and go so it doesn't get too far out of hand. Mm-hmm. I think that's such great advice. So Candy, thank you so much for everything that you have taught me over the years in so many different areas, but especially in organization, particularly with this topic today. It's really changed my life. I feel like I've gone from feeling like a pretty disorganized person generally to feeling my physical spaces are very organized and that's because of you. So thank thank you you for everything and thank you for coming on 3 and 30. Love you. Okay, can you see why I love Candy so much? I so appreciate her practical and grace-filled approach to organizing our homes and I hope that you're feeling uplifted and encouraged and ready to go tackle a cupboard or a pantry or some space in your home. To recap our takeaways, remember Julie Morgenstern's space formula for organizing any space. First, S is for sort. Take everything out and sort it with similar things. 
If you're organizing a pantry, that might look like making piles of baking supplies, canned foods, breakfast foods, noodles, etc. P is for purge. This step can be emotional because it's where your expectations and your reality are often misaligned. Remember that it's okay to accept who you really are and get rid of the physical items that remind you of who you think you should be or who you thought you would be. A is for assign. Every item needs a place where it lives, or in other words, a place where it goes when it's not in use. And sometimes it can help when you think in terms of zones. Create a baking zone, a lunch zone, a breakfast zone, and so on. C is for containerize. After you've assigned a home, and only then, measure and buy the containers that you'll need. You can buy beautiful airtight containers if you have the budget, but dollar store containers work great too. Just try to make sure your containers match if you really want to feel put together when you glance into one of your spaces. And finally, E is for equalize, or in other words, maintain. In order to maintain the organization you set up, use things like labels, specific labels for things like powdered sugar, or more general labels for things like snacks that change often. And remember, you'll need to periodically reevaluate and possibly change your systems if they aren't working for you. If you happen to live in Worcester County, Massachusetts, Candy and her team of professional organizers could work with you on your home. I'll include the link to her business, Clean Slate Organizing, in the show notes. And for everyone listening, stay tuned for more details about my Declutter Your Motherhood audio course, where we will take everything that Candy and I talked about today so much deeper and apply it to your unique life and motherhood. To get on the waitlist and receive an exclusive discount code for the course on the day it comes out, text WAITLIST to 33777 or sign up via the link in the show notes. My friends, we've got this. We can declutter our stuff and our shoulds to build lives that truly fit us. I hope you know that I'm always rooting for you and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.